0: Welcome to the Just Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Da, 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 da. This is episode fifty-six, and we are here, your hosts, Crowley Gracie, with Andrew Desimone. Usually, you go first. I know. We switched it up. I know. I wanted to be a gentleman this time. Oh, thanks. I feel like I go first every time, and that, that's like opening the door but and just, rushing through it.
1: Just, we'll just move on from that point. From that. Conversation.
0: (laughs) You don't want to just dwell on it, maybe. I
1: I, I think I think you uh, you said things you didn't mean to.
0: (laughs) What did I say? You don't want to open the door, and I'll have to play that play that back later and listen. I guess. Uh, Yeah, this is episode fifty (laughs) six, and what's going on with you? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Not bad. What's uh, what's going on in in the sports world this week? In any news, you pay any attention to? Wait, the, the games? You watch any of the games? Games? What games? <laughs> you know, the... Uh, the is football still on? Football's not. Although they did just start something, that, the XFL. That just, that opened up. So... What is that? It's like the, the... Out of... When the other football league... Do you know what the other football league's called? Starts with an N. You know this one. Come on, it's it's the big it's the biggest professional football league that everyone's in. It's it's like the, the national. Talking about the NFL. There we go. Okay. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about just now. So there's the NFL, and then there's the this is their first year out. The XFL. They're it's filled. I don't know a ton about it, but I guess it's it's filled with football players who. Uh, maybe didn't make the cut for the nfl Mm -hmm. and have been playing elsewhere in the world and so it's to help people who need football when the main football season's not in in season wow yeah there's people like that there are. So there's that XFL. I remember. In, those people need to train jujitsu. <laughs> those people don't try to get us to jujitsu yet. This co- podcast may be called the Just Jiu Jitsu Podcast, but. I'm, I'm gonna, saying those people should be training. They should need to do more with their lives. They could. They could train jujitsu. The XFL was something that started off in, I don't remember. It came back this year, but I remember it when I was in maybe junior high. Like early 2000s, late 90s, Vince McMahon, you know, the guy who started the, or who started like I've heard the name. WWE. I've heard the name, but I don't know who it is. So that guy, they started talking about the XFL. It's going to be like wrestlers playing football. And it was supposed to be just chaotic and just super tough. And I don't know if it lasted more than like a year. Wow. They're trying to do it now, but make it a little more serious. Interesting. Your face and your responses are the same as if I was talking to you about the difference in drywall. Like, you could not care less. I, I'm like, you're acting like I'm saying, now there's there's Norwegian drywall that's a little bit uh, finer. And you can, if you sound if it just right. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. You responded better to the whole drywall thing than to the XFL stuff. <laughs> How many points is a touchdown? I don't know. Okay, that's, we haven't done a Croylers <laughs> Corner in a while. I don't know. I mean,
1: that's, I, I don't. I uh. assume that's like eight point or two points. I, I don't know.
0: Technically, it's six points. Six points. Yeah. All right. And yeah. So there's. Yeah, that's it. We just uh, we finished up with a little quick Croylers Corner. I uh, haven't done a jingle for that one for a while. So, ba, da, da, da. what do you do? when you're bored you get with Croyler and the horde and you listen to croiler's corner do, 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 do. okay okay <laughs> all right so so we are moving on now and yeah. here is the topic of this week inspired by a friend of the show a sponsor of the show would someone would say a sponsor of the show that's right we did take our friendship to the next level yes and it was paul elliot he sent us a message paul's a thinker Right, He is a thinker. He's a stu- student of the game, for sure. He's a student of the game. He's a stud. You kind of said for a second, he's a stud. He's a student of the game. I, whatever. And <laughs> he, I, I know whenever he comes up here, whenever you guys get together, he is down to just talk jujitsu for a while. Yep. Basically, he he brought up the point. Speed gets used sometimes to shut down deliberate thought and coerce reactions. These are his words. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up the question, how does speed fit into good and bad jujitsu? How do you know when it is our friend? And that's, it's an interesting concept. He mentioned it and I think piqued both of our interests. And I started thinking, you hear a lot about people saying like, don't use your strength. Right. You don't hear them nearly as often say, don't use your speed. I literally just talked about it this week or last week we talked about it a little bit yeah Yeah. going into that a little bit more there's like a fine line how do you know when you're using speed properly or you're you're abusing it or you're using it as a crutch well before we dive into that let's (coughs) just let's just take a step back and think
1: how is this any different than strength well here's why because usually when you say somebody's strong it's because they're bigger than you and they're muscling around and you don't like it and visually like you look at someone and go right well of course that you're gonna win now if i'm a big guy and i look at you and like andrew quit being so fast the implication is is that you're just annoying and that you're just an issue and for you that's a compliment you're just fast. Mhm. Where if you tell me that I'm strong then it's like uh, I'm implying you don't have technique you correct. just use your strength.
0: Yeah. yeah Which yeah. I didn't really I never really got that that could be a a backhanded compliment when I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt bad because I would tell people sometimes, "Man, you're so strong." <laughs> and I was like trying to be nice, but then I also realized it I I was saying you're so strong and I wasn't intending to say You don't have great technique but it kind of it it definitely implies that yeah i mean there are there is a um there are times
1: where telling people that they're strong is a legitimate compliment you know somebody's mechanically powerful they should be complimented on that but generally speaking that that gets tossed around as a backhanded compliment Mm -hmm. but you're too fast or you're really fast is never tossed around as a backhanded compliment but it could be it should be
0: using your speed is something that you have to do just like using your strength is it the same thing where you go Listen, you have to use your strength. Well, there's you have to there's use your speed, but you have to use it judiciously. I think
1: I think there's two kinds of speed that we need to talk about. Just like there's two kinds of strength. There is physical mm-hmm. speed, how fast you can move, physically move. And then there's technical speed or timing, same thing. Right, technical speed would be timing. Mechanical strength would be like leverage versus physical strength where it's just muscular, right? Mhm. So I think that just like explaining somebody how to use strength or when to use strength is difficult, so is speed. Let's look at the, the, the worst case scenario, it's somebody who just uses speed incorrectly or, or as, as Paul Elliott puts it, as a weight that hurts us, that's detrimental to our game. I think when we talk about physical speed, how fast you can physically move until you're an upper belt, um, let's say purple or up, um, if you're below a purple belt, um, being physically fast is a, a heavy detriment because you will move too fast for your mind to keep up. And here's what I mean by that. And I use this example in class, I think either this week or last week, if, if I move, if I roll with you and I go so fast, I move so fast that I can't remember how I'm moving.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: mind isn't able to process information just generated fast enough. Right. Um, to Paul's question. You know, it can be used to confuse or or throw somebody off. Yeah, if you move really fast, maybe their brain can not keep up either. Right. But you see, if my brain can not keep up with how fast I'm moving, it doesn't matter if you're confused or not. I'm confusing myself. Right. So that's one way that it can hurt us. It can also hurt us because since we can't process at that speed, we will more likely not make mistakes or skip steps or cut corners Um, when it comes to executing techniques and they will fail. It'll cause a large energy loss then because now you have to recover a whole position. Um, It can also be led to walking into things. You get somebody who moves too fast, they're walking in blindly. And if you're going against somebody who's more experienced, they may set up a trap and you're moving you know, at a high level of speed and not see it coming and then walk into a choke or walk into a submission that you weren't ready for.
0: So it, it is a crutch in the sense You can use it as crutch. And I, I think I do this too, where if you're an example, trying to pass someone's guard and you don't have a proper technique to, for a specific pass, if you're just really fast you can get past their guard and you think I passed it right right because right. they their mind couldn't keep up with you their mind couldn't keep up with you or their body couldn't keep up with you maybe they,
1: right. had, they had the technique they're just right well we'll talk about that because that that can that's a mechanical that's the technical okay. speed versus physical speed
0: if you're moving fast enough because you don't have the knowledge to pass someone's guard You're hurting yourself
1: long run. I would say experience because you can get a blue belt that has a lot of technical ability, but moves too fast for their own good because they don't have the experience to know how and when it is appropriate to speed up and slow down.
0: So you don't have the experience and you won't get that experience if you keep just relying on that speed. Right. So in situations like that, you have to, like you said, it's smart just to... Are you consciously just saying go slow if you're that person
1: Um, i don't think necessarily
0: go slow i guess long long answer short yes slow down maybe maybe not say go slow but say to yourself focus on your technique and while you're focusing on your technique that's going to force you to go slowly right because remember
1: when you're inexperienced your your mental speed is only going to be so fast that's why when you focus and i say hey Don't worry about the the end end product, don't don't worry about the final technique, like the outcome of the technique. Focus on each individual step, that forces you to slow down and think, my hand needs to go here, my foot needs to go there, I need to switch my hips here, you know, And, and that forces you to slow down. And the coolest thing is if you focus on every step of a technique and you execute every step of the thing correctly, right? over time as your mind can process that information faster your body will naturally speed up as well right so i, I use the example of like brushing your teeth right um you have you have nephews that are fairly young mm-hmm. you ever seen them brush their teeth
0: yeah it's it's a mess
1: why is it a mess they just think forever there's, there's how, toothpaste how, everywhere how long, does it take you,
0: how long does it take you to brush your teeth well my 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 parents brush my teeth still oh okay how long does it take take that it takes him about
1: a minute yeah okay so it takes you about a minute to brush your teeth yeah
0: okay i floss now i've just started doing that on my own recently well that's good You don't have to do that i'm proud of you yeah Yeah. now how long does it take your nephews to brush their teeth Uh, a few
1: minutes why why does it take them so much longer they have the same amount of teeth yeah it's because they
0: they're just not used to it they they haven't done they're not used to
1: it or it's not that they don't know what to do but they're not used to it is that they're having to think about every little thing and they'll miss they'll make a mistake here and there and they have to correct and it takes them a long time where you probably get up in the morning and brush your teeth without thinking about it
0: yeah it takes them a long time or it takes them no time at all and that's because they also don't know what to do and they just skip everything
1: right so that's exactly right yeah so my point is is now you can brush your teeth probably better than they can at not even half the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And that's because you've done it so many times that your mind can tell your body to brush your teeth, how to brush your teeth without you having to think about it. I'm sure you don't think about brushing your teeth when you're actually brushing your teeth. You're thinking about your day or whatever you're gonna do next, you know, and then your, your body just functions. It just knows how to move and when to move. Um, I also know that probably the speed it takes you to brush your teeth hasn't gotten any faster. Right? Because you don't need it to go any faster. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when, when you when you're new, when you're inexperienced, it's easy to either you know be so slow that you, you you're not doing anything, or be so fast, which is a common problem because you think if you're faster, you're somehow ahead and you you don't know what you're doing, you skip those steps, you cut corners and you get trapped. But if I tell them, hey, focus on every step. Just like telling your nephews to, hey, brush every tooth, it slows them down. They focus on every little thing and it takes them longer. Now, as they grow older and they get more experience brushing their teeth, it speeds up again.
0: Yeah. And you have, you have, so it's, it, I think of as you described that the new people who come in and you might get an athlete who is very fast and they're moving. Physically fast. Physically fast. Mm-hmm. And they're moving frantically, but it's like they don't have like the experience to give them the knowledge to like put the tracks down underneath them. And so they're just like running all around. Right. And, and until, I mean, the only way to get to match that physical speed with a technical mental speed is just, just experience. Experience. Right. You just have to put in mat time. Right.
1: Now we don't have a problem of people buffering their technique with speed in our school. Much like we don't have the problem of people buffering poor technique with strength in our school. Why is that? Every other school is plagued by it, but,
0: but not ours. Why? One thing that helps is you are a big guy who doesn't use his strength. And so we see on a yeah. constant basis you showing. It kind of rolls downhill for sure. But there's another thing. It's a very important
1: thing. When you're a white belt at our school, you don't ever get to go with another white belt. Mm right? You only go with higher belts. So if you get a white belt who doesn't know anything about jujitsu and they get another white belt who knows a little bit more jujitsu than they do, which is not much, those two people, any, any edge, any athletic edge they can get may mean the match, right? So the strong people will use their strength to get that a little bit of an edge because they don't have technique,
0: and they're looking right. at the white belt going, he doesn't
1: have technique either. Right. So if I'm a little stronger, if I'm a little faster, if I'm a little bit more flexible, then all of a sudden you get a little bit further ahead. But because we eliminate that, that at our school, where white belts don't get to roll with other white belts. They only roll with color belts. They have no chance of winning, right? The, the best a new white belt can do is, you know, survive. They're not going to win. You know they're always going with people that are better so if they're faster physically fast and then the blue belt the blue belt's good enough to slow them down if they're strong the blue belt's good enough to nullify that strength if they're bigger smaller etc etc um, so we eliminate that
0: bad habit from the from the get-go so when you see a lot of schools out there it's not uncommon at all to see a lot of people who will visit or you visit a school and you see the big guys using their strength they just tend to lay they, there yeah and that's if you trace that back you think you'd find at all those people's beginnings a well, they were they're successful it felt good at some point they didn't
1: you know no big guy likes to lay on somebody else but they were successful at some point and that 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 felt good success felt good mm-hmm. so we do it again just like every little guy when they fight a big guy they realize hey if i'm really fast i can knock this guy on his back and he can't get out and then I can kind of hover on top. That feels good. All I'm right. gonna do that. And, and, and I'm not saying that I, this is the solution. I'm just saying it help, has, has helped eliminate a lot of the common problems. Do you
0: consider yourself fast? Me? Yeah. Do you think I'm fast? You are the, I, you just broke down the two types of quick, quickness mm-hmm. or speed. You're not the physical. It, you are you re, move quickly in a physical sense when we're rolling not like you're you have lightning speed but you have like shortcuts in your brain where your body is are it knows as soon as like a signal fires like your arms there and ready to go I have more experience so you pro you process stuff way faster yeah on a very qu- right. very fast pace. so so that's the other
1: thing that causes issues right okay. so a white belt or a blue belt? may watch a a tournament or a match or a super fight or whatever, you know, look at one of these stars in jiu-jitsu and they go, man, they move so fast. That's the success. That's the trick, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is those guys are moving fast, relatively speaking, right? Relative to each other, they're not moving fast relative to the white belt, a hundred percent right but the, you got to command that the the blue belts will have a faster processor in their in their head than the white belt will and the purple even more so and the brown and then the blacks and the black belts have been a black belt for 10 years we have an even faster pro- processor right so what happens then is it, it, when we're in the beginning of our career we try to emulate the best and we don't understand that to get there we actually have a technique correctly and build experience with the technique. We just think if I'm faster, technique will follow. And that's not true.
0: When did you start noticing that you would have the, the speed to keep up with people? Because when you were younger, you didn't have that knowledge. Were you being outpaced by a lot of guys? So I don't think I'm a fast guy
1: today. I don't think I'm a strong guy today either. But I... I have enough experience to where I can be technically fast and my processing speed is higher. So, like you said, I may see what you're doing, have a physical reaction faster because of the processing speed and have a better technical reaction than you may have. So, I always feel like I'm ahead. I'm just further enough ahead that you know, you lag and I can keep that advantage going and it builds. That's why, like, um, I don't scramble a whole lot. I really don't. Um, I don't have to, Mm -hmm. I'm usually ahead right now. The people that scramble with me, which is great, you know, it's fun scrambling every once in a while. Um, and, and, and I'm not trying to like brag or anything. I'm just saying like every black belt's this way too. So, um, if, if you grapple with a black belt, They don't scramble a lot. In fact, a lot of their matches are kind of boring. Mm -hmm. They just sit there. Yeah. Why are these guys with these incredibly fast processors not scrambling? They don't have
0: to. It's like having when you watch it. It's like having the fastest computer in the world, and just using like Microsoft Word on it. Yes, (laughs) that's (laughs) That's what it looks like. No, but that's exactly what it is, right? Because what they're looking
1: for the processing power is being used to find a chink in the armor that can be exploited now don't get me wrong there are scrambles that happen but the scrambles usually happen when the chink is found i found the weakness i'm going to exploit it i have to react the opponent has to react to that to that exploit and if they don't they, they lose the match it's in the black belt category sometimes one position is the end of the, the match and but anyways you look at these high level black belts they all love to scramble but none of them actually scramble scrambling is is a very fun portion of jujitsu because and i'm not talking about scrambling like wrestling scrambling i'm talking about like technical scrambling where it's a back like a a, like a volley of techniques back and forth it's very rare to find Mm -hmm. um but that's like some of the most fun things you can do in Mm jiu-jitsu but most people can't keep up with with a with a black belt you know
0: wonder what the longest can you think of like the longest scramble you've seen between guys because usually it, if Com- it was a, competitively yeah if it was a video game you see like two three four combo like you see like 10 seconds which is long for scrambling eight, eight seconds
1: maybe yeah so here's what here's a good example for those of you that are listening if you guys want to see a, what happens when somebody tries to scramble technically scramble okay and has a physical ability to exercise that technical scramble the technical speed and so on um against somebody who does not have either the physicality or the technique to speed up their movement to have a technical speed um look up Galvão and fake black belt so there's an incident about 12 or 13 years ago where this guy sent up to a, to a tournament as a black belt and uh here's a fake black belt and he was rolling with Galvão, and uh he turtled and Gavon like Gavon switched like 30 different positions on top of him he didn't move he just sat there the guy just sat there he, he had no idea what was happening <laughs> it was moving so fast the guy the guy didn't even know what was happening? Did Galvan have to do that? No, he did it to show off, because it was a way to kind of humiliate or embarrass that guy. So you think he knew the guy was a fake? Oh yeah, he absolutely knew. I mean, nobody gets, nobody competes as a black belt if 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 you're a fake, you'll get found out.
0: Yeah, yeah, but imagine the nuts you have to have to show up to a t- tournament. Some I've seen,
1: I've seen, in local tournaments, fake black belts win gold medals. Oh, because they will sign up and there's nobody in their weight class because it's a small tournament. They're given a free medal. They leave as a black belt gold medalist.
0: Oh, Jesus. And some people would look like, how can you take any pride in, in getting something like that? Or those if, people wouldn't sign up. People that have pride in their
1: achievements wouldn't sign up and do that. Yeah. They would ask for a refund and walk away.
0: Oh, so let's, let's say you're that guy showing up to that tournament going. Like maybe he he was able to look at the brackets beforehand and somehow messed something up, thinking, "Okay, cool, I can just show up and I can I can just get this gold medal. No one's in here, or at least get far, get far. Yeah, but how can you get far if if there's six
1: if there's four people, you're guaranteed fourth. Yeah, if it's a big tournament, that's
0: pretty good. Yeah, you show up and then you get paired with Galow, Galval- Galvo, Gal Galvo, close enough Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right so we talked you, you mentioned the two speeds break those down again just which
1: so the physical speed is how fast you can physically move mm-hmm. so think of like fast twitch muscles versus slow like this
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was pr- that was pretty fast wasn't it
1: <laughs> that was i couldn't see a thing
0: thank you're, you you're a blur over yeah. there but it's also and what say that go ahead and say the second one
1: and second one is technical speed Timing. Timing. Timing.
0: <laughs> That's not it. Timed. Well, but I timed that well. No, you didn't. I waited until you finished. I moved my hands in the period of time after you finished. And before you started talking again, but, but you achieved nothing. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. I achieved nothing. That's what that, my grandpa tells me that all the time.
1: It hurts. Doesn't it? It, it stinks, <laughs> yeah. No. So, um, so, so technical speed, um, timing, is much more uh, important in jiu-jitsu than physical speed. Now, don't get me wrong, in a perfect world, you'd both be physically fast and and have technical speed to back it up, right? So so technical speed is a, is a combination of, of a plethora of things, you know, from awareness, you know, recognizing the position, being aware of where you are, um, recognition of... Well, the things that you can do in a certain position, um, having the ability to process um, inputs and outputs. What is happening here and where do I want to go? How do I turn this around? How do I turn to my advantage? Or how do I keep my forward momentum going in a way that benefits me in this match? Um, then you have to talk about reaction timing. Um, People think reaction timing means you have to be fast. You're reacting to something, but that is not true. Sometimes is baiting a reaction from your opponent and then acting on that reaction. Every movement, every action reaction your opponent has has a limited time span, right? The movement eventually ends or it goes in a different direction. So having the reaction to act in that frame of reference that you need to is important.
0: Jesus Christ, you just mentioned like Ten subcategories. Oh, uh, of yeah, that oh, yeah, just like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then you then you have to talk
1: about like the having the ability to take all the all those you know uh, mental inputs and then turn them into physical outputs because you could have a great you know mind for this and recognize all these things but be physically incapable of doing them.
0: So a like a a coach, you'd be a great coach if you had just that first part. Correct. And but you
1: th- but you would be incapable of doing
0: anything. Man. That okay, so you you put a lot down right there. Um do you know do you tend to see a lot of guys who will let's say the purple belt level have like okay they're good at being aware of uh certain things but their ability to then turn that into something physical isn't great and then as you work up the hierarchy you well, start to see all these things coming together absolutely yeah, um, you know it's the same thing with strength
1: right if you eliminate strength from a white belt and then as they go through the ranks they start adding strength in order to enhance technique instead of buffer technique. And that's the big difference there, right? It's just, that's why in our school, the white belts don't go with other white belts because I wanna eliminate that buffer. I want it to be gone. It's mm-hmm. not a buffer. You're not buffering shitty techniques at our school. I don't allow that. You, As you get more experience and you learn to use your strength the correct way, as you learn to use your speed and your flexibility and your agility the correct way, then those become enhancements to your technique because technique is a primary goal and we're just adding on to it versus buffering for shitty technique.
0: Am I wrong in saying that speed is way more complex than strength? Because as you talked about the speed or strength and the components of that, it seemed way more basic than what you just broke down there. And there are these two categories of speed. Then within this one category of speed, there are 10 subcategories. Right. Um, with strength, there's
1: subcategories to using um, technical strength or mechanical strength correctly. Um, but no, not as, not as hard to explain. And I think that's because people are more used to describing strength and speed. Okay. Right? Oh yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like Everybody weightlifts, but very few people talk about developing physical speed. Runners, runners talk about it, but runners look at a rate, not an actual at speed increases, but a rate decrease, right? Or a rate increase. I can run this many miles an hour, not necessarily how fast I can perform a movement.
0: Do you know a lot of guys who have, a lot of successful guys who have the second type of speed without the first because they just don't have those physical attributes? Absolutely.
1: Um, not necessarily they don't have the, those physical attributes. is they, they may not, you know, I mean, if you look at like, um, if this is like a video game, right, and you have like a, a chart of attributes. What console? Uh, don't care. <laughs> just, I mean, what console it pops into your head when you're thinking that about PlayStation 4. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like you just created something. <laughs> but anyways, you know, if you have so many points to dedicate to, to your character, very rarely are you going to have somebody who is equally, um, has maxed out every stat. That's, that's very rare to find. Those are physical specimens. Those are very, very rare. That's why, uh, steroids are a plague in jitsu is because people are trying to find a way to, to max out those stats. Um, I wouldn't say that anybody that is, that I think is technically fast, um, doesn't necessarily have any physical speed i think they do i just don't think that they either they don't have as much speed or they don't or they can't maintain that speed for a long time here's an example gordon ryan i actually think gordon ryan is physically very slow technically very fast great timing great timing great reaction Takes advantage of the movement, you know, has good frames of reference, good recognition, good awareness, right? Executes everything in the proper frame of reference. Physically, though, he's not very fast. What makes you say that? Um, watch his matches. He's slow. Like he looks like he's moving through molasses.
0: Slow in the sense that Slowers. he's slow and then acts quickly, like slow so slow, slow b- burst of speed, or just
1: sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. not always um when he was um like 150 or 60 pounds he was much physically faster but as he's gained the weight he's gained and he's like 225 right now 230 his speed has very greatly decreased he traded strength for speed and i think because his technical speed is so high it doesn't make much difference for him right but if you watch his matches let's say if you look like uh if you look at um um, preguisa, um, got I forget his name now. Um, guy that beat Gordon twice. Um, Felipe Pena, his nickname is Pedigisa. Uh, Felipe Pena, same size, same weight, different body types. Felipe Pena is very physically fast. Very, very physically fast. Good technical speed too, but very, very, phys- very explosive movements. Can scramble really well. Always comes out ahead on on fast twitch movements. Um, Gordon Ryan, not so much. Mm. You know, um, but as soon as Gordon Ryan becomes aware and creates a reaction then he can chain technical speed on top of technical speed. He creates further reactions that benefit him. He acts on those reactions. He's aware of what's going to happen next. He's aware of where you want to go. He's processing the input and output, and he keeps getting further and further and further ahead to where he may be getting half a second faster than you are at every technical exchange, but at the course of four or five techniques, now he's really far ahead. So watch his matches. He moves very slow. It's also Probably part of the reason why he sits down. I know he prefers to sit down because he can attack the legs and take the back and so on. I get that's part of his strategy. Nobody can pass his guard without, you know, exposing their legs. I get that. But he's also not very fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Keenan. Keenan is not very fast on his feet. Not very fast on the ground either. Very high level of technical speed. Um, there is a match. Oh, Keenan Cornelius versus I think it's Marigali three quarters of the way through last year, probably August through October. Um, Mary Gally, very explosive Brazilian kid, big, big kid, but very, very fast, physically fast. Takes Keenan down, blows through Keenan's guard. Keenan had no idea what's happening. He's just like, he was so fast, like uh, that that um, Keenan's mind couldn't keep up. Past Keenan's guard. And then he got to Neon Belly and he settled. And then that allowed the and that processor allowed, to. Right. And now Kenan can process information faster. And then he was able to create just enough reaction, just enough of, uh, of uh, uh, an input that he can control. And then he was able to beat him.
0: Hmm. So someone trying to, someone listening saying they want to get faster. The solution is not. Uh, here are these reaction exercises. Here are these fast twitch muscle movements. That might that might help the physical part a little bit. But yeah. as far as your jujitsu, it sounds like it's just going to come down to getting your technique down and getting yeah, experience. And on and, the and
1: some people think like if I drill this a thousand times, I'll get faster at it. You'll get faster at the physical movement, right? But to develop technical speed you need to feel when it's the right time become aware of this arm is exposed i can act on this time of course you need the physical speed to act in that frame of reference but you need to become aware of that your processor needs to be faster too you know um
0: so it might be a good I, if that's the way that you get that motion down or the technique down do you like a positional yes role where you start close to that position the person moves towards it and you have to know when to pull that trigger um that's one way of doing it you
1: you know like a good example would be like arm bars right so let's say um so i used to do this when i was a blue belt right i was a jerk so i I used to mount people and i used to bring my chest to their face and open my arms really wide and just like kind of bring like almost start to crush their face with my chest um because the reaction was to push, to push me off, right? Now, the the, the beginners would push and until their arms were fully extended, is easy arm bar, hmm. push off their chest, boom, arm bar, done. As you went up in levels, the shoves became very fast because they didn't wanna expose the arm. So they were using physical speed, right? Their arms were physically moving faster than the white belt now if i try to match their speed physical speed i would lose every time and here's why and it's not just me anyone would lose because their movement is smaller than mine i have to swing my whole body around to attack their arm they just have to push and retract that's it right so they have smaller movements they know when they're starting so they have better they have the initial timing i have to recognize process react turn into physical movement in order to get it and i have to do all that with a movement that takes longer time i'm gonna i'm gonna lose it every time mm. so i missed a lot and then i started timing it to where as soon as people started touching my chest i went for the armbar it wasn't any faster but my reaction your my, timing my timing my technical speed was so much higher that as soon as it touched my chest i would armbar them sometimes i was i was too fast to where i would armbar and they, they wouldn't even have pushed yet <laughs> which is a problem too and that's where experience comes in you know because you, you can be too technically fast sometimes there is a video of henner and um a purple belt. I don't know if it's still up or not. It was up a few years ago. It was called uh, Henner Gracie goes 100% with Purple Bell or something like that. Basically, at one of his seminars, this Purple Bell said, hey, you know, put it on me. You know, come hard at me. And uh, and Henner didn't look very good. And it's not that he wasn't good. His reaction, his technical speed was so high that he was reacting to things that the guy didn't even know he had to react to yet. He was arm barring an arm that was not there because the guy didn't know that he should expose that arm there. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even comprehend that if he didn't extend his arm, he would have tapped sooner. And Hannah assumes that he would miss that first attack. And so he went to the arm bar. So it was like one of those things where there is a detriment there, too.
0: That was a very good lesson on speed are there any other things that came to your mind when you heard about the topic that you want to jump back to um
1: yeah to answer his question you know he said you know you can use speed as a control because you can confuse your your opponent if and only if you're not confusing yourself along the way Mm -hmm. right and then um you know understanding that physical speed is great and it's necessary but at the end of the day technical speed is the
0: key speed could be a valid technique well but it's still i was going to say it's a valid technique if you're just trying to confuse opponent by outpacing them but at the end of the day it's it's just because they it's, can't keep up with you and it's a crutch that right but if you can't keep
1: up with yourself if you can't process information you're creating then it's it's moot mm-hmm. you're burning energy just to burn energy
0: we yeah we've used the analogy before but i just think of like Wiley e. coyote running off the side of the mountain and then looking down and realizing like There's no earth, there's no technique, there's no knowledge under you, and you just go, You achieve nothing. Yeah. Let's do a listener question. Here we go, opening up the listener mailbag. Listener mailbag, here we go. Unzip the bag and put it out on the table. That sounds
1: horrible. (laughs) That sounded horrible, by the way.
0: No, stop it. <laughs> Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Listener mail. But, oh, so this one comes from Instagram. But before I read their their question, mm-hmm. someone else just... They commented on uh, one of the pictures. And I'm not 100% sure how to take this. It was our Instagram picture. Uh, I think it's New Year's Eve. And you're playing the piano and I'm singing. And... They said, Andrew looks exactly how I pictured him from the podcast. This is a boost to my ego. <laughs> is that saying their ego that like they, they could just kind of put like, guess what I look like? Or they're, they're like, Ugh, who is, all right, let me see what this guy looks like. And then they saw my feeble, my feeble self and thought, Whew, man, I'm sure, at least at the end of the day, I'm not that guy. I, I don't know. That's a good question. You should ask them. Yeah. All right. Our question comes from Bradley. Brad. Bradley says, what was the newly transferred to English Carlson Gracie book you mentioned? He said, the books you suggest through the podcast can be hard to find as you don't, yeah, as we don't put them in the notes, <laughs> episode notes. Yeah. Sorry. We're not that professional yet. Wait till year two or year three. <laughs> Uh, he said, uh, sounds like a good way to learn roots as he's training at a Carlson Gracie gym and loving it so far. Did we mention that book? I I wonder if... I don't remember us talking about a Carlson Gracie book. I remember us when we did a Carlos Gracie... Yeah, we talked about they, the creator of a dynasty. We talked about that. Yeah. Which you said it's called... I think it's called The the Creator of a...
1: uh, Carlos Gracie, The Creator of a Dynasty or something along those lines.
0: Right. But I don't remember the Carlson Gracie book being mentioned. I
1: don't think I mentioned the Carlson Gracie book.
0: Well, we'll do one more Instagram question from Cajun. He says, just wondering if Kroiler has any advice on developing a good competition mindset. He's a blue belt. He's competed a lot during his three years of training. But it found at his latest competition, he was planting little seeds of doubt in his head and let the occasion get the best of him. Oh my God. (laughs) He said, how do how does he push past the nerves and bring out the best? He's usually confident in jujitsu, but struggled that, that that specific competition. And then he said, PS, Croiler is a big dude, man. (laughs) Or big dude, man. Or you're just a big dude, man. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You are a big dude, man. I am a big dude, man. Yeah, (laughs) no. So, um,
1: It depends, man. Like uh, Cajun for change your name, Cajun.
0: Jesus, come on.
1: Kind of of like Instagram handle is that. Hold on a second.
0: (laughs) Change your name, man. That's weird. Says the guy named Croiler that nobody else has (laughs) that name ever.
1: Yeah. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) No. So you know what it comes down to is it depends on what your goal is. Um. And and at the end of the day, my advice is the same regardless of your goal, but. Uh, how fast we get to that goal changes depending on, like I said, what's your what's your end product here? If you're competing for fun, or are you competing because you want to do this professionally? Um, is it just something to do on the weekends? Is it shits and giggles? Are you just competitive and this is your hobby? You know, what I mean, like w- like what is the end goal? Um, to me, one of the things that helped my my competition mindset when I was personally competing was when I stopped caring that um, about the outcome. You know, when I was growing up, I I thought that I had to win every match because I was a Gracie and losing would be shameful. Um, But uh, Neiman, uh, Neiman Gracie, uh, my cousin said something that um, is very, very true. And I'm going to repeat it because it, it puts it better than I could, you know, that Gracie's have already proved what they had to prove and that he neiman gracie does not have to prove the same thing he has to prove that he himself is good but not that the gracie name is good right now i didn't think of those words growing up but it wasn't until i had the same kind of epiphany where i said you know it doesn't matter if i win or lose it just matters if i'm getting better right Mm -hmm. so to me use competition as a, a means to have a fun way of testing improvement. Not testing how good you are or how you compare it to other people, but just testing improvement. Here's what I mean. If you have, let's say you go to your first competition ever, you try a guillotine and you fail. Right, And you failed because you made a couple mistakes. Right, And so you go back to your home home gym and you talk to your coach and you say, hey, I did this guillotine, I missed it. Can you show me what I did wrong? The coach walks you through the steps, tells you to, how to work on it, what you need to do to improve it. You drill it for a few weeks, a month, month and a half, you compete again. And then you try that same guillotine. Did you fail or succeed? Now, if you succeeded, Wonderful, that's improvement, right? Now, if you failed, then you have to be hypercritical. Did I fail because of the same mistake as in the past? If you made the same exact mistake as the past, then you have not improved and that is not a good sign. If you made a different mistake, a mistake further down the technique, then you know that now you need to tighten that up. And that's a, a tool to improve. Or did you do everything right and the opponent defended correctly, right? Because they're they're fighting you too, they're allowed to force you. So when you stop thinking of wins and losses and gold medals and not getting a medal or getting your podium or how silly you may look or not look um, on a competition and you focus more on Am I getting better? Um, the the mind the anxiety goes away because you don't care about this competition. You you just care about can you are you improving? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the healthiest mindset. Now there will be a, a time point where you, you're going to need to turn that on. It'll be a competition that matters to you, whether it's a personal goal, a professional goal, whatever. Right? That's when. All the experience you gained in the previous competitions, having the healthy mindset of improving and not worrying about the the outcome right, um, will give you confidence to execute techniques in a stage where the outcome does matter to you for one reason or another. and, and it's easy for you to hear me say this and go, OK, he's just talking to me because I'm a blue belt or it's because it's Kroyler. No, um, if you that Gordon Ryan, I would probably talked about him a lot in this episode. He blew his ACL. I think it was his ACL or MCL. Um, I don't remember which one now. Um, halfway through the year last year, uh, maybe maybe the beginning of last year. And he was out for like six months. Well, he's like, I, I might be out of ADCC. He said, I may not be ready to compete there. And he's like, it may not be healed. So of course, the guy did his his due diligence, did his physical therapy, trained, worked out. And then there was the opportunity to compete at a Quinta tournament, I think it was a Quinta tournament, um, like a couple weeks before ADCC, or about a month before. And it was way too soon for his knee. Like he didn't know if his knee was gonna be able to handle that kind of tension. And people are like, oh my God, you said you you might not even compete at ACC, but now here you are competing this quintet tournament. And he's like, yeah, this tournament doesn't matter. He's like, it doesn't matter because the guys fighting me at this tournament aren't good enough to do damage to me. Again, you're a blue belt, you can't think that way. But he was thinking, it's a testing ground. How good really is my knee, right? Because push comes to shove, I don't need to use my knee against these guys and I can still beat them. That was his slightly arrogant point. Mm-hmm. But he was not using, he didn't care about that medal. He didn't care about winning the quintet. That that was not important to him. What was important was, is my knee getting better? Is my knee tough enough to handle this kind of pressure? So that when I do go to ADCC, where it does matter professionally, that is a tournament that matters for his career, can I trust that my technique, that my knee will handle it? It's the same thing that, the, that you as a blue belt should have, is take the tournaments and 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 use it as a testing ground to your technique improvement. You know, see how how much better you're getting, and then when you get to a point where the competition does matter to you, um, you know, then you have confidence in your techniques. Um, but then again, you know. Everybody's got different goals. If you want to be a world champion this year, then the healthy mindset there, the development has to happen much faster and you may have to cut corners versus if you want to be a world champion in two or three years. What if you just
0: want to collect a lot of cool competition t-shirts? Then just buy them. You can do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can just go to a competition and just buy the fucking t-shirt. Oh
0: man, that's way easier. Yeah,
1: also um, don't stress over competitions because at the end of the day, you're a blue belt and your competitions don't matter. And you could take it even farther and say purple belt your
0: competitions don't matter Matter
1: yeah none of them matter none of this matter. nothing
0: matters no nothing matters at all
1: no things do matter but as a blue belt winning a naga tournament means garbage (laughs) means nothing to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) but congratulations if you just did and you're listening to this yes all right well that was that was good and uh thank you cajun with a k don't let uh Oh Jesus, it was Cajun with a K. Don't let Croiler with a <laughs> with a K make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, don't feel bad. All right, we'll we'll just end this quickly with February 26th Cafe Astrology horse. Oh my god. <laughs> Cafe Astrology. You're just
1: pulling all the all the stops today.
0: Cafe Astrology sponsored the show. No, they did not. Since the beginning. They have not. Cafeastrology.com. When people can't give you advice, look to the stars. I haven't gotten a single thing from Café Stratch. <laughs> oh, well, it's because you've been very dismissive of them. I don't blame them. Oh, okay. This is for you, Crowler. The moon spends the day in your sign, dear Aries. Highlighting your emotions, you're visible and connected today, but you're also writing your own script. Venus in your sign these days highlights your charm and appeal, too. This morning, however... Others might misinterpret what you're saying, or you could misrepresent yourself in some manner. You may feel a little in the dark or others could sense that you're holding something back, you benefit from looking within because in truth, you may not have all the right information to make a clear decision or assessment of your situation for the time being. The focus today should be yourself and attending to your emotional needs. You might have had a hard time focusing and a light schedule makes sense if you can manage it. It is god damn it <laughs> I had a flow and I messed it up your timing was off my timing was off oh, it's because I just don't read anymore and so I don't have the technical prowess to do it And it, alright so it might also be a challenge to find the time or energy to think clearly reflect before sharing your thoughts fuck you cafe astrology I had a good thing going <laughs> and then I messed up there I don't want your I don't want your blood money anymore <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.